The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Prepare us, O God, to hear your word through the scriptures of this day. Confront us with your claims on our lives. Clarify the choices we must make if our lives are to have meaning and purpose. Help us to respond to the one who came as the bread of life, so we may know life at its fullest and best. Amen. The lesson today is from Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 31. The same night he got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him as he passed Peniel, limping because of his hip. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Jabuk. <laughs> We've been practicing. <laughs> Those words this morning. Jabuk. Jabuk. Okay. Faithfulness led Abram and Sarah to leave their home for a new land. A poor choice caused Adam and Eve to leave their home. Joseph and Mary, with their infant son, fled their home for fear of death. For a time, each were homeless. At some point, we all leave home. And like those just mentioned, we too, in a sense, become homeless. We leave behind what was, moving away from what is from what is familiar, those places that once housed our lives. Sometimes this is a welcome move, other times not so much. Some of this homelessness is, is natural, natural part of life. We grow up, we grow old, we leave home. Other times the circumstances of life dictate a move, a death, a divorce, a job transfer. While leaving home often involves a physical and a geographical change, it is equally a spiritual change, a movement, a shift deep within oneself. Regardless of how or why it happens, homelessness disrupts life. And it often leaves us longing to return home. 
After all, as Dorothy Gale told most of us as children, there's no place like home. However, you can never truly go back home. Not really. I remember the, the first time I returned home after I graduated from high school and I moved to OSU's campus just a few miles away. And, um, you know, I was gone for the, just the first quarter. And, and yet when I returned home, the walls that, that had housed my life, my childhood, my adolescence, felt smaller to me. What was once so familiar like my own skin felt foreign to me. It wasn't bad, it was just different. It was no longer my home. And perhaps I was naive to believe it would feel the same. But the truth is, once we leave home, it won't ever be like it was before. We can't undo the past or turn back the clock. We can't keep things or people the way they, they used to be. In a paradoxical way, we leave home, but so often we long to return home. Yet we never go back as the same person. The journey out changes us. The journey back changes us too. Over and over throughout the Hebrew Bible, God promises to bring God's people home to a new land, the promised land. You and I are heirs to that promise. Jacob is an heir to that promise, a promise that was first made to his grandfather. Yeah, good, good, good. Abraham. <laughs> Only one person got it right in the other service, so just pay attention. The fulfillment of God's promise is our journey home. The fulfillment of God's promise is our journey home. This new home, however, this promised land, is more than a physical place or a geographical location. It is not necessarily four walls and a roof. Rather, it is a state of being. It is a spiritual home of wholeness, of healing, of peace. It houses love and, and union with God, with neighbor and with self. It sounds wonderful. Doesn't it? It's not a trick question. <laughs> it does. I don't know why you're here. <laughs> the promised land is wonderful. It is. It's supposed to be. <laughs> but here's the catch. The journey home isn't necessarily easy or without struggle. The journey home, it always brings us to the river Jabbok. And we each have our own Jabbok that we must cross in our life. That's where we find Jacob today. 
He ran away from home after buying his brother Esau's inheritance and stealing the blessing that was rightfully his brother's. He worked 14 years for his uncle, married two women, one of whom he didn't really want, and now he wants to go home. Now he stands at the edge of the Jabbok. Jacob sends his wives, his maids, his sons across the river. Jacob, however, stays behind. He's always the schemer, the deceiver. He sends messengers ahead with gifts to his brother to pave the way home. And with good reason, Esau plans to kill him. It's justified, I think. His messengers return, and the news is not good. Esau is on to Jacob and has 400 men with him, awaiting him. It's Game of Thrones. <laughs> I dig it. Jacob cannot buy or scheme his way out. He is stuck. In front of him is his brother and 400 soldiers. Behind him is his past, his lies, his deception, the stolen blessing, the home he left behind. Night has fallen, and, J and Jacob is alone on the banks of the Jabbok. The Jabbok is more than just a river that he must cross. It is a lonely place. It is a dark place. It is a place of struggle and of wrestling. All night long, Jacob wrestles with an unnamed man. Who was that man? Was it God? Was it Jacob's uncle? Was it Isaac, his father? Was Jacob wrestling with himself? Was he wrestling with his past, his future, his identity, his faith? Perhaps the best and maybe the only answer to, to those questions is yes. Yes to all of the above. Yes. In this moment of, of nighttime wrestling, Jacob is both wounded and blessed. Have you ever noticed how those two go together, wounds and blessings? His old life and his identity as Jacob, the hill grabber, however, serves him well. He held on to this, this wrestling opponent long enough to receive a real blessing, not a stolen blessing. Daybreak comes and Jacob is no longer Jacob. He has been renamed and reborn. He is now Israel, the one who struggles with the divine. To clarify, Jacob does not defeat God. He does, though, prevail. He endures. He stays in the struggle until a new day dawns. And he receives the blessing that was always his. That is faithfulness. That is the way home. That is our work at the Jabbok. We all know the Jabbok well. It is the place in our lives where we 
are forced to confront the things that wound us. It is the place where we are forced to admit our limitations. It is the place where we have to accept the circumstances. The Jabbok is the place where we struggle with our addictions. It's getting up every morning to grief and loss. It's slowly rebuilding trust in a broken marriage or friendship. It's sitting day after day at the bedside of a loved one who is dying. It is faithfulness in the routine of ordinariness. It's a week, it's a year, it's a lifetime of showing up and doing what's right, of enduring. Jabuk is experienced in a thousand different ways. It is the place where we are wounded, renamed, blessed, and made new. It is a holy place. It is a threshold place. It is the place where we see God and our life is preserved. Each one of you have your own story of standing at that river's edge. Multiple stories. And I imagine that each one of you could pretty quickly name the wounds you have received there and describe how you now limp through life. In the midst of the struggle and the pain of being wounded, it is so hard to see and to trust the presence of a blessing. It's so dark in that place. But whatever we do, we must not let go. We have to hold on. A new day will dawn. It doesn't mean that our life is magically fixed or that we go back to the way it was before. It means that God is faithful, always. It means that one day we will move forward. We will cross that river. And there we will be renamed and blessed and made new, free to go home. And we all want to go home. Thanks be to God. Amen.